and welcome to another special episode of Women in Film. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, basically the female perspective on film photography and I have two other lovely guests and co-hosts with me today. Um, we have Monica uh, who is at Dr Mars Rover on Twitter and we also have the adorable, how do you pronounce it again for me? Maite. Okay, thank you so much. Um, you, you have actually given me permission as well to call you Maria if, if needed, yes, if that's necessary. Perfect. Okay. Um, Maria such... <laughs> and um, perhaps you could tell us a little bit to start off, Magda, um, uh, about uh, where it is that you're from, where you live, and how you actually got into film photography. Yeah, that's good. Um, so I am originally from the Canary Islands, Spain. I was born and raised there. Um, I went to an American school in the Canaries and, um, my grandmother was American. Well, long story. Um, I finally ended up here, which I guess in California, which I guess is where I belonged all along. And I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've been living here for 10 years. Um, I, um, always knew I liked photography, but I never I never knew I liked it. I don't know. It was a feeling I had inside. And about 10 years ago, I confessed to my husband that I, I just, this is something that I would like to do. Um, I was tired of seeing everybody with beautiful cameras and I, and beautiful pictures and images. And I thought, I can do this. I remember one time I went to Ikea and I saw print that they were selling for a lot of money. And I thought, mm. hmm. I think I could do this. It's um, it's a really funny story. And I thought I'm not buying that print. I am. I'm actually going to take my own pictures. I confessed to my husband. He bought me a digital camera. I started with digital, and about maybe three years ago, um, I said, "This is it. Uh, if I want to really learn about photography, I need to go back to basics and start from." the beginning where everybody mm -hmm. else or how everybody else started. And I jumped in. I knew nothing about photography, nothing about film photography, nothing. And, but I just jumped in and I bought a really cheap uh, Canon. And then a couple of months later, I saw somebody on Twitter selling a medium format format camera. And I, uh -oh. It was really expensive, <laughs> but I said, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to do this. And I bought it. And after that, it's, it's, it's been digital too, but it's been mostly film mm -hmm. um, that I've been um, shooting for the last three years. And I think that's it. I, I didn't mention my family, but <laughs> they're not important now. <laughs> Only <laughs> film is. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've been living here in California for 10 years and no perspective of, I think, going back to Spain. And that's about it. Monica. Yes, turn. Monica, your turn <laughs> in the hot seat. Go on, Monica. Go on, give us a rundown of how you've, uh, of where you are and where you're from and how you've kind of come to this point as well. Okay, so I grew up in um, Pennsylvania, in eastern Pennsylvania, 
and I'm living in Seattle now. We've been here for about 13 years. Um, and it does rain a lot. (laughs) 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 But the clouds here really suit me. Uh, We have fantastic skies. I love that. That's so lovely. When it's not overcast. Yeah. Um, Do you do a lot of cloud watching and just watching shapes and enjoying, you know, seeing them drift past and things? Or is it more like the storm clouds that you enjoy? not the kind of clouds where you think you're going to see images, you know, of animals or whatnot. It's more (laughs) the moody... uh, dramatic, we can have very dramatic skies with, exactly. uh, where they smear across the skies and with the light peeking through. And um, uh, we, I don't think we had clouds like that in Pennsylvania, but maybe I'm misremembering because it's been a while. But um, I got into photography when I was um, a teenager. I was probably around 16. My mother was working on her... Um, art education she was getting an associates of art at the local community college and um, every art program there you had to take an introduction to photography class as part of the program wow and, that's very um, cool yeah and their very first project was an oatmeal box pinhole camera and uh-huh. <laughs> I thought it was the coolest thing oh like, it's curved and you've got this um distorted uh image of something that would be normally very boring (laughs) Um, (laughs) right and and she never really clicked with the photography but they and and at that time there was no digital so uh they had to do all their projects in the dark room Mm -hmm. um using manual everything um so uh she had a manual um an icon and you know did all her projects with that and Uh, and I was fascinated by the prints. I, I, I fell in love with the darkroom from mm. watching what she brought home. Um, and even though it never clicked with her, I, at that point, wanted to do darkroom work. And it took um, years until I actually got into a darkroom. Um, my parents actually went as far as buying a 35 millimeter enlarger, but we never got the darkroom set up in the house. So I Uh never actually got to use that. But when I went to university, there was a student darkroom and that's when I started printing. You were like, this is my house. This is where I live now. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and now I have a darkroom in my laundry room. And so I use film because, um, uh, the silver gelatin print is just mm-hmm. so important to me. Mm-hmm. And I never really got into digital. I don't want to use the computer after work. Um, so that sounds like a very sensible uh, way of looking at things, I think. Um, <laughs> and and I, yeah, it's a struggle for me constantly. I'm trying to work out the best way of of managing that balance between, you know, I do need to work on the laptop and I do need to work, do do work on, on the computer, but yet still trying to have like a family life and a home life and something that it's not taking over everything. And it, I just find yeah. like the post-production side of things is ju- it holds no interest really for me. And, you know, obviously, especially if I've shot on film, it's like I'd much rather it's done and it's kind of dusted and it's there. <laughs> I don't have to. Yes. I think the editing. Hours is different Mm. um we had a new work review group for a while and it was mixed with darkroom printers and digital Mm. photographers and uh 
they'd show up sometimes with their laptops and just what felt like to me, from my perspective, hundreds of shots that looked very similar. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're like, well, which is the best one? Well, I think, I, I think for, I for me, for me, I think it's one of the pluses. I think um, the, the, you know, getting my scans, I don't, I don't have a dark room. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't have time for it right now. Um, I would like to have one in the future, but so I send my scans out um, to be, to, I send my rolls out. Um, and I think for me, getting my scans back, opening them and just, they're perfect the way they are. I may crop mm. or, you know, or straighten or, but they're perfect. I, I, you know, do you and, mess and like with the colors at all? Uh, no, I don't. I actually don't. I, wow. um, no, no. So it's, it's like Monica said, you, you know, you, with the digital, you do have 50 photos of the same thing, but for film, you just, you, you just shoot if maybe mm. one or two of the same subject, and then you just kind of, you, you, you risk everything, you know, in those 10 frames that you have and, and cross your yeah. fingers and hope that it, it turns out nice. I love which, that feel of like that. Yeah, I, you risk everything on that. That's such a, I don't know. That's I'm, such I've a great way to say it. I it's know, amazing. right? Another, another interesting thing for me, which never happened with digital, I remember putting my card in and looking at the images and thinking, oh yeah, these are nice. But with film, Opening my email with my scans, I have gasped with a few pictures like, oh, my gosh, you know, it is the most amazing feeling. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it can't compare. So do you ever do you ever get um, prints made instead of scans? Um, no, I, I, this I was is curious. one of my, so our yeah, lab this is, is one about... of my, of my resolutions. Go, go on. Hmm. I'm sorry. Oh no, for our lab, it's about the same price. And um, since the scans are sort of, they're not the highest end scans, I decided for when I do color film to just get huh. the prints made. And that's really fun. That's interesting. You I know, like I'm getting that envelope it. of prints from the lab. <laughs> and then I can sit in the car and look through them before I go home. <laughs> you didn't I know god I'm this is so funny because I do exactly the same I literally if I'm getting prints from from the lab I literally like walking down the street like falling into lampposts and things I'm like I've got to see these negatives right now I've got to see these prints do you ever right hold now. the negatives up to like the windows uh, the car windows hell yeah I can't wait to get home it's like the perfect life box isn't it you know you yeah, don't yeah. even need to go home you just stand there honestly you know, before I had like a light pad or anything um I only got that relatively recently I'd just be there in, in the bathroom or, or in the dark room going fantastic I need to see these right now so I ran into the like the bedroom and like chucked it over a light and it's you know it's splattered with paint from Ikea when we've been like painting the bloody walls and all sorts of stuff and and I'm still like these look bloody amazing <laughs> so I was like does it doesn't matter to me I don't care about it being perfect I just, just want to see them I want to know what they're you know sort of like holding it in my hands and seeing how they came out was great um I find it really interesting that um obviously uh, one of you goes to um basically just getting the scans and the other you're pretty much just getting the prints is that right in, in and that's yeah. only with color film I don't okay. I just get the film developed if it's black and white I do the contact sheets myself at home right. <clears throat> cool. um and obviously Maite um was yeah. that okay <laughs> yeah. 
it's perfect. Fabulous. Um, I was just thinking about the uh, comparison you did for Viewfinders recently. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Because that's obviously colour film and interesting uh, with how you've done that comparison. Yeah, so um, so for me, black and white um, film is not interesting. <laughs> it is, it is. I'll tell you about it in a minute. Um, I'm in love with color photography. I, I, I don't know. It just, it, for me, color is, it's, it's emotion. It's, you know, I see it everywhere. It, it, it just, it's what I'm interested in. And um, I never or rarely do black and white. However, um, I decided to do, the other day I decided to do that comparison and say, well, you know, I wonder if there's much of a difference with film because I, you know, I, with digital, I, I can always change it to black and white. I can see it instantly. But with film, I thought, well, you know, maybe there is something more to black and white and that's why everybody's raving about it. But, um, uh, let's, let's try it out. And so... Um, yeah, I, 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 I tried it. I, mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed, I have to say, because <laughs> even though I did like the black and white, it was like, yeah, no, not changing my mind. Um, <clears throat> but it was, it was, it was interesting to see. I tried, um, it was at FP4. It was, yeah. And Portra and, um, I didn't have Fuji at the moment. So I, I tried some Mector. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and it was, it was interesting and I, I I might do it again I'm trying to think what I would uh, would like to do um I'm thinking I maybe think I have the... a swimming pool in the back so maybe when the weather starts getting nice mm-hmm. I might do some summer shots um I was wondering whether the the actual subject matter makes a difference in terms of you know you loving your color and not so much the black and white and uh, the the subject matter that you picked for for comparison in that article yeah. um was of yeah. you know with the sky and the background and and the beautiful colors of the leaves um obviously there was lots of lovely texture and you know contrast light and dark and what have you as well but a lot of what made those images for me was was the color whereas perhaps with a different subject matter maybe black and white might be the thing that makes you go ooh in that sense i'm just right. curious so as thinking, to whether that would be that yes yeah so i was thinking maybe next time i would choose a subject matter that would have maybe more textures mm. um rather than color being the most important thing mm. uh maybe textures or even concentrate on composition and see maybe in composition color doesn't matter it's just mm. a question of how you frame it or what point of view you choose. Um, yeah, so I still haven't decided what I would like to do. Um, I wanted to try maybe some HP5 too and see mm-hmm. if that um, also would make a difference. Um, maybe it's just that FP4 is not my, you know, not yeah. my black and white. Yeah, choice. yeah. Um, or maybe even a different black and white uh, manufacturer, perhaps, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, just to um, see what the difference is between those, I think would be would be interesting yes. too. Yeah, so I, I would like to do that. Um, probably waiting for some free time <laughs> to yes. do it. I'm a working mother of three, so uh, and Monica's a working mother of two, so we don't have a lot of time in our hands. Um, uh, yeah. So and the children have to be out of the way, I think, for for this. Um, I thought you were going to say they have to be fed. I was thinking, I'm sure you do. Feed- <laughs> 
Yeah, because I think they they would pose for one role, but maybe for three, no. Yeah. <laughs> Depends. You see, when this is the difference between 35mm and maybe um, medium format, at least they only have to pose for 12. <laughs> if right. Um, actually it's funny you should mention obviously your family um and uh, because isabel who was on um on our first episode um of the show that we did uh, i asked for a few questions because actually partly what i'd like to do if we're able to do to do a few of these um as a sort of when ready episode shall we say um it would be nice i thought to have it as more of a a wider conversation uh, amongst you know female as well as male um, photographers just to get the the sort of like female perspective on things and uh, if we can have it as a conversation that sort of runs through because it's it gets a bit messy if we have more than three people on a call it can be quite difficult and quite awkward right. but I didn't want it to be um, you know a closed conversation just with us if you like it was nice to try and uh, bring through a thread so I asked um, Isabel who'd been on previously if she'd got any questions for you guys as well um, and perhaps she might be able to think of some for the next episode that we do uh, for whoever's on that and um, one of the questions from Isabel was how do you include your family in your work and how important are they now obviously Maite you mentioned before that they weren't important at all (laughs) (laughs) except that she photographs them all the time I I am kidding uh, (laughs) no I'm just I'm just kidding um so so for me because I don't have a business a photography business I don't um photograph other people Um, I, for me, it's important to photograph my life and, um, my children are the biggest part of my life right now. My, and my husband too, although he always complains, he's never in my pictures, but, um, (laughs) I I will. Yeah. I'll include him some, some other time, but, um, my children are, are the biggest part of my life right now. And so they, I, they have to be in my images. They're, you know, they're, they're growing. And if I don't have those images, then, you know, I, I, in a few years, I'll be left with just memories. And I don't want that. Do you make sure that you're also in the picture as well, occasionally? So, um, I try, but, um, it's, it's very difficult. It's very Mm. difficult. I think, um, unless, they photograph me or I do a selfie on my phone. I'm never in the picture, but um, it, it's, it's very difficult. It's very yeah, difficult. It is. And, it is. and, and it, I know in a few years when they look back, not me, when they look mm-hmm. back and they look at my pictures, um, I'm not going to be in them. Um, yeah. However, I do think that they will remember every moment that we shot Um, and they'll remember me behind the camera. So I think that is a good, a good thought to have. That's definitely a really lovely thing. Yeah. How do you feel? Um, can you uh, rephrase? So it was that, yeah, we, um, I actually came so, across so, something recently yeah. about about um, women, especially mothers, being in the picture mm-hmm. as well with the children. And um, Maite was talking about how obviously she shoots her children a lot uh, to make right. sure that she's capturing them as they're growing up and as, you know, as mm. obviously capturing those memories as things are changing. And I asked her whether she also makes sure that she's in the picture. Um, and she was saying that it is quite, it can be quite difficult to make sure that you're also in the picture when you're the one obviously taking them. Um, but it's, um, I, I kind of feel like there's, there's, there is a point as well to be made about making sure that 
women and mothers especially are in that picture so that when children look at them they that they feel that they're present Maita was saying how actually the nice sort of the way that she does it is that they will always remember her also behind the camera taking those photos and being being the photographer you know and having that those memories will still be there for them it's just that she might not be in the photograph herself so we were wondering how you felt about it I don't take many pictures of my children mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> with film. Um, I, I, I take a few. And okay. I, I, I mean, I think it's a ha- handful um, a year. And I, took, I did take one last summer where I was in the picture. <clears throat> and it was hard to set up um, because mm-hmm. I wanted them to have that. But it's not, it's not my main focus when I'm photographing. Mm-hmm. And I think when I'm photographing, it's when I need time to myself um, to uh, recharge and not have to be mom. Um, pay attention to everybody <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah. Because um, when I'm with my family, I tend to focus on being with my family and what their needs are and taking care of them. Mm-hmm. And, and my photography is me taking care of me. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, so I'll take a couple things um, because I want to remember it, but I don't have a whole lot. <clears throat> so, uh, there was one time, and, and I often try to even go out by myself if I'm going out, um, just because I need that space. Because um, it can be exhausting. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to be I, a mom, it's yeah. um, it's very. It can be very emotionally draining because um, you're teaching. In some ways, you're teaching every every minute. Every everything you do is a teaching moment, and that's just very tiring for me. Um, so for me, and I'm very introverted and so photography is my time to myself. (laughs) That's really nice um, way of looking at it as well. And, you know, there's no right, wrong way of doing any of this. I mean, I don't have children at all. This week has been interesting for me because I've been, um, um, looking after everybody else's kids (laughs) this week, um, doing workshops, um, doing workshops, which has been actually really lovely for me, but also very challenging, you know, um, and I, I do lots of workshops with, with children and in schools and, um, with it being half term in the UK, um, this week and next week, depending on where you live in the UK, it's all different. Mm -hmm. Um, but this week I've been delivering um, some prints, cyanotypes and, and teaching people, how, teaching kids how to make pinhole viewers and all this sort of thing. And it's been wonderful. But it, it, you're right. It's exhausting doing that. Of course. Well, they right. have all their and, different personalities. You know, yeah, absolutely. To, to manage. And there was uh, and I started trying to bring my gear with me more mm-hmm. on family outings and a couple of years ago, we had gone up to an area called Deception Pass and there was this fantastic light across the bridge I'm like okay I have to photograph this and my child who was younger than is having a tantrum and (laughs) you know the first thing I'm thinking like okay well is she in a safe place can I ignore this long enough to think about my picture okay okay well luckily maybe not a photo maybe not a pinhole (laughs) it was a pinhole is it oh god and the slope is kind of steep and you know there's all this all this going on (laughs) and trying to shut it out okay she's okay somebody my dad's watching her okay I can take this picture but it's very hard it's very difficult (laughs) for me to to ignore all that other stuff and and focus on framing (laughs) 
my my it's interesting because um I'm exactly the opposite. My camera goes with me everywhere and sometimes I feel that it's going somebody's going to break in the car and I'm you know they're going to steal my gear and um they care about the car so, just the gear. <laughs> right, exactly. Take the kids leave the gear. No, but us uh, <laughs> I take my camera everywhere. And so um, I have gotten to the point where I don't care. You know, are you having a tantrum? It's I'm going to take this picture of you having a tantrum, maybe. So um, (laughs) I do do take my camera everywhere. um, And it's, I think because my kids are older than Monica's, I think it's Mm -hmm. starting to get easier now. But I I think aren't our youngest the same age? Yeah, I eight. I te- right? Mine's ten. Ten. Yeah, I have yeah. a fourteen-year-old, a twelve-year-old, and an eight-year-old. But okay. my eight-year-old, I think, is so used to seeing me taking pictures and taking pictures of her that she'll, you know, she'll just follow along and she'll do anything I say. Um, <laughs> I do bribe them a lot. So um, <laughs> yeah, I even bribe them with the number of frames that I'm going to shoot. So they'll say, okay, I'll give you five, one, five dollars um, for only three pictures. And you know, it's, <laughs> it sounds terrible, but you know, they like well, you the get money, frames, so, right? Yeah. I would have to pay a model otherwise. So <laughs> You get your shots and they're happy. So, you know, yes, win, exactly. win, right? <laughs> yeah. So tit for tat, right? <laughs> oh, I love this approach to parenthood. It gives me hope. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So in, in terms of um, when you're saying that obviously you always have your camera with you, um, it'd be nice to know a little bit about the cameras that you use and the kit that you use. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Perhaps if we start with my day? Yeah. So, um I, I do, I started out with a Pentax um, K1000, which I love. Great um, camera. Such a good starting camera as well, isn't yeah, it? That was my first I, camera. Hey. I, yeah, yeah. We talked <laughs> about it, S- I remember. Yeah, and so S- I started out with that, and then I moved on to, I, I think for Christmas, my husband got me a, um, a Canon AE1. And I still have those two, and I and because they're cheap cameras, um, I don't mind if they get stolen or you know or I drop them or they fall in a lake. I, I don't care because they're they're cheap cameras. So I do tend to carry those a lot with me. Right now, I have my Canon. Um, I carry it all the time because I'm doing a 365 uh, project with it. I, I don't shoot every day, but I'm not developing my roles until the year is over it's I'll tell you about it later if you're interested but Uh, um, yes (laughs) (laughs) so I just that's in my bag all the time Mm -hmm. and then if I um get a chance I I just shoot whatever I feel like shooting with that one um and then I'm I'm just holding on to my roles and then at the end of the year I'll just get everything developed I don't know what, what I'll do with it but so that's that's always in my in my bag mm. my um baby is my uh pentax 67 i don't know if it if it's you say double i or i i mm. or two or um i don't know how to say the name of the camera um it's my do you medium. give your cameras names occasionally i, I do give not mine names. i do not <laughs> no i do not i call it my baby because it's it's um I love her, but uh, it's uh, a her though, definitely. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't. Um, And that one for, for, that's the one I shoot the most with now. And so because I 
don't want to spend a lot of money on gear. Um, I would rather maybe get a different lens for that mm-hmm. camera. Um, yeah. Of course, I see different cameras that I'd love to have. I really would like to have an autofocus in camera in medium format. Um, so th- that's all I have really now. Then I have my my digital, but with different lenses for that. But um, I don't know. I would like to have a Hasselblad in the future, maybe, or a contact six four five. But um, yeah, no, they're so expensive the right now. I I don't I can't afford that. So I'm just sticking to what I have and just mm-hmm. going crazy with what I have. Yeah. And and in some ways that's that's great. I mean, um, we did uh, on the Sunny Sixteen episode uh, a, Q, a listener Q and A just from Instagram in a couple of hours, and um, one of the questions was about you know if you had to strip down your collection of cameras to two right. or basically one from each format, which ones would you go for? And and I I mean I'm such a camera hoarder. Um, I found it very, very difficult to to actually, you know, sort of like strip it down. I did kind of manage to do it. I managed to get 135mm, right. one medium format, um, and then it was um, one 4x5 and then one for my wet plate. <laughs> so I ended up with four, um, which I was That's most proud. Good. I thought so. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I haven't actually done that. <laughs> But in my <laughs> theoretical world, that would, those were the ones I was like, no, I cannot, I could not those, let go of those, those ones. Those would be the ones you would take to a desert yeah. island. Then. And then, and then, uh, this <laughs> week I got my Hasselblad. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Nice. I know my 500C. So it's currently sitting here with the little screwdriver set because it's got one small thing that doesn't seem to work. And I thought it might just be me being a bit of an idiot, <laughs> a bit of a numpty, <laughs> which we've discussed. Um, but uh, I think actually it just needs a little bit of extra tweaking and and a little help. So I'm going to uh, have a look at that next. But I'm very excited about that. I've never had a, a camera like that at all. So nice. Um, yeah. Nice. I see now I'm jealous. <laughs> 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 In see, a I, way. And now I don't know which one I would go for if I had to choose out of my medium format because I've got my rolly called my rolly flex. And it's an unfair I'm, question. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just not right. Children. The I see, you know, these are these are my babies too. <laughs> uh, so Monica, how about yourself? <clears throat> Um, I, I started off with a Pentax K1000, um, which I don't really use much anymore, because uh, um, I thought the boot camp camera would be the way to learn photography, quote, properly. Um, and then uh, 10 years ago, I was convinced at a workshop that um, I ought to try a view camera, <laughs> uh, which it's sort of a funny, I felt in, in retrospect, it was a funny way to go straight from a um, 35 millimeter camera to a four by five field camera. Mm-hmm. But I, I was doing um, botanical still lifes Ooh. at the time. Yeah. Um, and I was, uh, uh, I lived in Pasadena and there's a botanical garden there uh, called the Huntington that has a lot of really interesting desert plants. So um so I got this four by five field camera and I did that for a couple of years. And then I, I got a pinhole camera and my first one was a four by five because I, I already had the film holders. Um, and now I have a collection of pinhole cameras. Um, I've got a, a six by six reality. So subtle. And I have mm. a six by nine Terrapin and I used to have, well, I, ha- I still have them, but I have some pinholgas in 6x6, six six, but they're not working quite 
properly so uh, have you got the mini screwdriver kit out as well <laughs> well it's this, the shutter doesn't always fire um oh. and it's very frustrating when you get your film back and see that all all these um unexposed frames because yeah. and um the shutter didn't fire right it got very stiff mm. um yeah. and it broke one of my cable releases and oh my after that i was like forget it yeah. I mean, the reason I had gotten it was because you could use a cable release with it. So, right. and it's uh, a Holger, so it's plastic. You can't really put WD forty on it, can you? <laughs> uh, like... I, you know, it's got a, a couple springs and things, okay. and I did try. I did try that, and it it hasn't helped. So, uh, I'm not. I, I I'm really attached to the field of view that it had. <laughs> so I'm kind of I'm kind of sad that it doesn't work anymore. But <clears throat> what kind of focal length was it? I, I don't know. Okay. It was Quite about wide. three. It was about three inches deep. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll leave it at that then. That's fine. <laughs> so, um, uh, there's so many things I don't pay attention to with fear. Um, and then, uh, that that's what's important, right? And it doesn't matter about gear and the and that side of things, does it? Really? Um, really? It, for me, it doesn't. Yeah. And I I I don't read up on it. And yeah. I, I um my medium format format camera is a Bronica SQA and the only reason I have that is because somebody lent it to me and they didn't <laughs> want it back. I was gonna say did they want it back but you just couldn't bear to part with it? Do they know you still have it? <laughs> I haven't spoken to them in years. Oh like, my god. Oh. Which is the end of the first I don't think they want it back. So otherwise they would have <laughs> No, he, he, you, right? it, it was a different new work new work review group i had we were supposed to be analog only and i was doing pin, a lot of pinhole at the time he's like well i'm not using this much you should borrow it i'm like look i'm not i'm not going to use this camera i have no interest i don't know what i do with it he's like no 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 you need to borrow it like, fine and the okay. next meeting <laughs> i'm like you should take this back i'm not going to use it he's like no 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 you should keep it longer <laughs> okay <laughs> and he went on a trip and he didn't come back to the group. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, <laughs> so somewhere out there is some chap who's like, "What? Where on earth did I park my Bronica?" Your car park? You think? Where did I put the car? <laughs> I, I, well, my nightmare is that he's going to show up one day and want his camera back. Now that I've started buying, you know, now that I'm committed to it, and I love this camera. I've started buying things for it. <laughs> but I just bought an extension tube. <laughs> so I forgot to mention also. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. I was just wondering, was that for a particular project, your extension tube? Um, <clears throat> I, I was convinced by somebody that I should try one. Okay. And, <laughs> and I did I did kind of miss doing... I had a, um, a macro for my... Um, my Pentax it was like a 90 millimeter macro so it might not have been true macro but I did kind of miss shooting close up and um it was it was for a non-project it was just to do something fun because I I do tend to get a little too wrapped up in 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 focusing on projects and then I uh when I get wrapped up in it and then I get into a a rut where I'm not seeing anything that fits it it it's emotionally difficult mm -hmm. so I've started um so getting the extension tube was sort of like okay let's do something that's 
just for the sake of doing it. So, so when so when you get yeah. into that um, mindset where you're finding it difficult to to move forward and you're in that rut and what have you, is that the best way you found of like shaking yourself out of it? Is it to mm. buy something yes. new or try something? Okay, right. Yes. In fact, I'm stockpiling um, films that I wouldn't normally use mm-hmm. um, for for precisely that purpose. Also, so that's mm. uh, kind of like a my my I'm stuck in a rut kit. Yeah. I like that. That's really um, nice. Like have your little suitcase of I'm stuck in a rut kit. <laughs> yeah, because I, I had a year where um, I didn't l- like any of my pinhole work. And I had been focusing on on doing uh, very specific uh, work around the city of Seattle with moody skies and reflections on water. And um, part of the problem with landscape is that uh, – and it it goes back to family is that you don't always have free time when the Mm -hmm. light is good. (laughs) In fact, you almost always don't have free time when the light is good. You're, you're at work or you're doing a kid thing and you're sitting there looking at the sky, like thinking they're so inconsiderate. (laughs) 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 And, and, and so I wasn't getting to take many pictures or I wasn't liking the pictures I was taking. And, and then I was just down, um, Mm -hmm a lot and uh maybe i should give up photography it's not going anywhere um i should find something else that's less frustrating and so the the i'm the the rainy day kit has really helped a lot Mm. with that so have you ever found that you've ended up in that situation at moita as well um have if you've had that you know it sounds like quite an emotional reaction monica doesn't it you know and i I feel very similar yeah So, so for me, I don't know if you remember that movie where the kids saw dead people. Do you remember that movie? Oh yeah, and it yeah, was all the, the, the sixth sense. That's it. Yes, That's what exactly. It was so I kind of feel like the the kid. I, I I see photographs, so I see them all the time, and so I can honestly say to you that I never, I'm never in a rut. Mm-hmm. I've as as uh, up until now, I there's always something that I would love to shoot or there's always, um, I, because I see it, I see it everywhere. I look and I'm, and sometimes I'm driving and I, and I look and I'm like, man, this is an amazing photo op and I can't stop. Um, (laughs) is it almost like, is it more like a compulsion? Like for you, you're kind of like, I have to take these photos because it's just everywhere you look. No, 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 no. It's more like I I see the picture in my mind. So I'm I'm driving by and I I just see it. It's framed Mm. in my mind already. And so um, obviously, you know, if I'm driving, um, I can't uh, I can't stop to take the picture or if, you know, or if I'm. I don't know. I'm at a, a, a dinner, or and I and I look away and I see a picture, and I I just can't get up and I'd be the crazy woman with the camera, right? If I got up, yeah. and, you know. So um, sometimes you just have to do it, though, don't you? And, exactly. and people look at you like, oh my god. Like today, I was washing up, and I was like, oh wow, this the, the glasses on the side they look so beautiful, and there's all these rainbows, and I was like, oh, look at the contrast. Yeah. Where's my bloody camera? And it wasn't like literally sat next to me because obviously I was doing the bloody washing up. So uh, I was very obsessed about that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd definitely be the crazy woman at the uh, right, dinner party. But that's the thing. <laughs> you, you said you, you felt upset, and that's that's I, I, I feel very frustrated when I can't do that. Um, yeah. So um, and maybe that's why I camera carry my camera all the time with me because mm. I, I feel that I don't want to miss that photo op. Um, 
it, it is true that um, it, it doesn't feel like a rut, but it there's days where we were so busy. Um, I'm so busy that I just, you know, I try to shoot every day, but sometimes there's days that I, you know, I, I, life gets in the way. And so, and I really feel terrible. Um, it's, it's like, I'm in a bad mood. I, mm, I don't know. Can I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, and, and, and it's it's funny. You were quiet, so I'm thinking, are they still there? No, it's sorry. Yeah, it's because we were both. I think probably both of us going. Yep, and we were just yeah. nodding along. But it's audio I, podcast, and I didn't want to interrupt. You can't see us nodding along. But Aid was laughing at me because um, I, I I basically came on um, uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were doing our uh, our podcast that recording that week, and and I said. Uh, I've had the nicest weekend because for once I actually got to spend a day in the dark room and I'd been feeling so down and I I was like right I just need to be in the dark room for a day yes right me yes. right up. I was so happy after that so he was chuckling about the fact that it's quite ironic well, to go in the dark room to brighten yourself up but <laughs> were, were you printing or were you developing film when you I say was, you, was you actually, were in the dark room so I was actually um just developing some of my okay. backlog um so it was black and white and I have such a big backlog sitting on the shelf you know and and it was it was sort of weighing on me a little bit and I think that mm. was the problem because it's been there for so long and I'm so bad at it. like I love shooting and I'm, I'm always out I'd rather be shooting um and then I really enjoy the developing but I'm the sort of person who has to have the right headspace to do it so mm. I need to go right I've got two days that I can literally just concentrate on that so I can go in in the morning and know that space is all set up ready um and that I can feel comfortable there and just go and blast through the developing and it's difficult to right. get two days or you know even like a long a long day it's true it's true on its own. um and uh, obviously you know like I said I don't have children and things but obviously running my own business and, and things is it is just so difficult to get that um, dedicated little parcel of time to get into the flow and I think that's the problem is that I might start and I might be able to do one or two roles but trying to actually get into the flow of going oh okay I'm getting through these and now I can get the enlarger out and I can actually start printing them that's a longer right. period of time um, and that's really what I miss like ideally I would love to have just time you know that's my most precious commodity to uh, to right. be able to do that really yeah. Right. So we were and just nodding along, I think, <laughs> in agreement. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the reason why I, I don't have a dark room yet, because the time that it would take me to or that I would uh, use and or take up or take away from my family, it, it just doesn't wouldn't work mm -hmm. for me now I think once my children are out of the house and I mean this in a in a good way I'm not trying to kick them out now but once, once <laughs> we my, know what you really mean <laughs> yeah once my children are, are out and I'm on my own then yes that, that would be a, a project that I would consider but right now unfortunately this is it is what it is it's funny because Graham was saying uh, he he'd been away for a few days. Uh, he took nine cameras on a four day trip, and and oh his, wow. wow! I mean, I was like, <laughs> uh, well, I guessed at five, thinking, well, you know, I think he's going away for a week. You know, five cameras like that seems like quite a lot, but reasonable. <laughs> he said nine and four <laughs> days, but he did manage to squeeze in, I think, three hours, and he went away. He went out. Um, without the kids and that was kind of like his photo walk time he met up with one of our listeners um Alex and um 
I saw some of the photos that they'd posted up on Instagram and it looked lovely. It was over in Wales, I believe. And um, uh, they went out, I think, on the Tuesday and I saw the photos on the Thursday morning. And I was like, Alex, oh, my goodness, how have you managed to just he, he says he literally was like, right, I'll go home, managed to, uh, you know, he shot the roll that day, goes home, chucks it in the tank, develop, develop, done. And then I'll have tea. <gasps> kind of thing i was wow. like that's like instant photography to me i mean seriously <laughs> two days i've had stuff sitting on the shelf for a year <laughs> waiting to be processed so um, well you could yeah. do the 365 project then oh my goodness i could i probably could it might actually be about four years worth of three <laughs> yeah so actually that's a nice um a nice thing for us to have a little talk about should we have a quick break and come back and um and have a chat about your 365 project yeah okay And we're back from our little break and next we're going to talk about upcoming projects it seems that over the break we've been having a chat about these there are quite a lot for us to cover so let's start with the 365 the one that we left it at before the break and maybe one of you guys could tell me a little bit about that who would like to go first okay so, <clears throat> all right my tip i tell you what you're going to go first for me okay <laughs> okay all right let's do it um so i was approached by um one of my twitter contacts a few um months ago um and um so he said why don't you join us um we're just going to shoot a photo every month or every week or every day whatever you decide but you are we're not going to develop until the year is over so um I don't even remember what I shot a few I don't even remember sometimes what I shot yesterday but um it'll be interesting to see you know what I did back in October when I start I think I started in October when I um what I shot back then and then next October when the year is over then I'll take all my roles um, and just develop at the same time and see what the year has been like. Um, So I try to concentrate on seasons and, um, you know, holidays and celebrations so that I would know throughout the year what my year would look like Mm -hmm. uh, or was like. And, um, but I don't even know what, what, what's in there anymore. So, uh, yeah, that that was an interesting. That is an interesting project that I'm I'm working on right now. Um, is that the yeah. one that's called Let It Develop? Is that right? That's the one. That's the okay. One on the- so if you want to find out a bit more about that, it's um, the graincast.tv forward slash three six five, I believe, and it's called Let It Develop three six five. Sounds very mm, yes. interesting as a project. Yes. Um, so obviously, I'm assuming you've been saving up your pennies as well for the, all this developing that you're going to have to do at the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that sounds like I quite a, a lot. A piggy bank. <laughs> good, good. Um, because you you send yours off, don't you, to the, I do, to I the do, lab? I do, I do. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, we'll, we'll see in October. It, it might just be, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, Maybe it'll be time to buy. I not have buy... enough money for Christmas presents. Yeah, I was going to say, well, maybe it's time to buy a tank and some chemicals and maybe this is the time to start the developing. I'm tempted, yes, yeah. I, 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 I am. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yes. Yeah, so going on from that. So that was the um, let it develop three six five. Uh, I think um, you, you've obviously uh, started. And Monica, you signed up. Is that right? I 
I signed up. I thought, oh, I don't use my four by five camera very much. Mm -hmm. And I hate developing the film because that that's the only film right now that I develop myself and I do it in trays and I just don't like standing in the dark for, you know, the 15 minutes or whatever it takes. Um, and so I like, Oh, well, this is great uh, motivation. I'll, I'll take four by fives. Maybe I'll do some self portraits or portraits and then I'll have a, stack at the end of the year that'll be worthwhile uh that that'll be my motivate i have not taken out my four by five camera since i signed up <laughs> when did you sign up um in september <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like me you have all these amazing ideas and you're like yes this is a project and then oh, just, it's oh, gonna be so much fun yeah then, oops ah oh, dear so. i still have a few months you do, you do. Um, so did it have to start in September or is it kind of it's ongoing? No, no, I think it could start any time. Okay. I think um, so, yeah. It could start any time. Phew. Just as long <laughs> so. as you shoot for a whole year. I see. Okay. Um, yeah. It's a shoot whenever you like. <laughs> in the list. I like that. Oh, I I'm looking at the website right now. Uh, <laughs> the idea was supposed to, um, for what I remember, there was a blog post that went with it. And it had to do with self-criticism and giving yourself space. Um, something to do with, like, when you take the shot and you have certain expectations and it doesn't come out um, to those expectations. And I hope I'm not getting this wrong, um, but this is how I'm remembering it. And that uh, if you give yourself that year, that you will be um, less critical of mm -hmm. what you've done. And, I like and that thought. Yeah, I like so, that thought anyway. That's really good. So so th that was a neat idea. I really like that idea because I do have a very harsh self-critic. Um, <clears throat> so that's why I signed up for it. Mm. No, I think that's lovely. And um, that's, uh, I don't know if it's led on to or if this is something that was happening at the same time, the, the 52roles.net. Right. So, so uh, again, somebody convinced me and I'm, you can see I'm very easily um, <laughs> uh, pushed into um, peer pressure. Uh, this is a great idea. You should do this. Yes. <laughs> it starts out, but I'm, I'm, I'm very committed, I think. Um, and at the end I, I do finish um, what I start. So for the 52 roles, um it was just you you started also whenever you wanted i think and then you just um shot a roll of week one of the for 52 weeks and then um you blogged about it in mm -hmm. in the the their blog which i think is 50rolls.net but i'm not sure um and so um it, it was a collaborative project so it wasn't just me it's it's um, everybody can um, join in and there's a lot of interesting work if you take a look um, but what you know got me started was yes the motivation to just go out and shoot it doesn't matter what you shoot or when you shoot just shoot mm. um, it was hard because I did not take a lot of notes and so sometimes I didn't remember you know, what, what it was that I did. And that's one of my resolutions for this year is I'm going to try to write a lot more down. Sometimes mm -hmm. I don't remember if I pushed and then, you know, uh, or, and it's, it's hard. And when I send it off, I, you don't sure you know, then I have to, yeah. Yeah. Right. So I, I need to write everything down. And for that, it, it, it 
made me um, realize that I need to do that, write everything down. I did write down what the role was and what the week was. So I would put week three, this was, I don't know, a cross 100. And we went to Disneyland. I don't know. It's something like Mm. that to Mm. remind me what I, what it was that I had shot that week. Um, But that would, that's an interesting one. And it was hard. I don't think that I would be ever be able to do a, a, a complete 365 where, um, you know, I, I, I would have to shoot film photography for every day of the mm-hmm. year. My, my friend, Kristen McKee, she did that. She's done that. Um, ah, I don't have her Twitter handle, but, um, let me check it. Um, she did that and, and she completed it and it was amazing, but I don't think I would be able to do that. Yeah. I, I would find that so difficult. It was it was definitely something, again, that appealed, but I I actually was very proud of myself for saying, no, I don't think I can do that and not actually starting it because um, otherwise I just thought <clears throat> I'm setting myself up to fail here, really, because I knew that I was not going to have the time, time to do that. Um, and in terms of a longer term project at the minute, I'm just trying to concentrate on um, doing my six month uh, with working with box. Uh, box cameras Uh, I thought it'd be nice to um, get my slightly unloved unused box cameras off the shelf um, and put a roll of film through six of them uh, like one a month uh, for six months if possible and um, and then see how they came out I was going to try and tie that in with um, some of the architecture um, around Liverpool where I live um, Uh because we've got such a broad range of uh, of architecture that actually um, to tie in the the sort of like era where the camera was built with the buildings as well that I was shooting would actually be probably quite possible. So I thought that might be quite nice to use cameras from each particular era to shoot the buildings of that era as well around my local city. Um, so uh, I'm working on that. Uh, I did my first role last uh, last month and I'm about halfway through this month's role. So uh, hopefully I've got about half the month left to do it and hopefully I'll manage to shoot shoot the rest of them. So uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, will you be sharing it when you're done? I will. I, I decided that actually mm. it was going to be too much to try and do it all in, you know, um, shoot it and process and and scan and, proce- and post it up. And I just mm. knew that I was not going to have the time at this uh, end of the year to do that so what I thought mm-hmm. was if I at least shoot it then I'm doing part of that I'm doing the production side if you like and I'll worry about the post-production at the end and it'll mean that I can just sort of do it all together and then put it up as probably a blog post or something in one go um nice. it might be quite nice to do that I thought mm-hmm. yeah so um so that's one that I'm working on and obviously we've talked about the let it develop and the 52 roles what other projects have you ladies got coming up um, Monica, perhaps you could tell us about anything else that you've got in the pipeline. Um, well, I've been working on a, a pinhole project mm. of the shadows inside my house, and um, <clears throat> that started about a year ago. And I think it's sort of winding down. I still have a lot to print mm. um, because uh, printing is what is important to me. So. Uh, I need to. Work Why do you think you're behind, negatives. Monica? Is it time? Why do you think I'm behind? Yeah. Is oh, it am, time? am I printing? Oh, yeah. I just. 
I always feel like I'm behind. I guess, <laughs> you know, even though there are no real deadlines, I always, I, the amount of time I have to print versus the stack of negatives that I have. <laughs> I, I, you right. know, I, the, the problem with shooting too much is that you end up with a lot of stuff that you can't get to printing. The correlation um, is is slightly askew, yeah. Yes, <laughs> even though I don't shoot nearly as much as you do. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I I don't know if I had if I had to print everything I shoot. I yeah, that would be very depressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I don't print everything I shoot. I mean, I'm getting maybe um, you know because it's pinhole and there's so many uh, variables with framing. Um, right. I'm probably getting, if it's a good day, it's three shots that are good per roll. Mm -hmm. Are um, we talking a uh, roll of like 120 or something? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, I eventually do want to, to make a book and it will be from, um, uh, scans or, um, Dupli uh, digital duplication of the actual prints. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to scan the film for that. So I've, I've got a lot of printing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, do you think, I mean, for either of you, would you look at perhaps doing an exhibition or is that something you've done in the past? So I've, I have been in juried shows. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I did, I was part of a three person, um, show many years ago. Uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would be interested in doing it again if the venue was a good fit for me. Um, mm. I'm not sure how to say it right. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. So, so, um, so it's something it's a, it's, you would do again, but it, there would be have to be other other things that worked uh, in a better way in order to make yeah, that. Yeah, you know, I'm work not sure how much mm -hmm. audience there is for my style locally. Um, okay. If that makes any sense, and and that's been really the interesting thing with becoming involved in the Twitter community is. Uh, I think different people in different areas respond differently to, to your yeah. work. And different I feel like trend, a lot of my sports. audience is yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is what? Is elsewhere. Oh, um, oh elsewhere. I, okay. Yeah. As in um, geographically, you mean? Geographically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so without connections um, to, to galleries, I don't really know how I would exhibit. <laughs> Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think mm. um, different towns, different cities, different states would all have, di and different countries, obviously, we all have um, uh, various, uh, varied audiences, wouldn't they? So if yeah. geographically your audience are somewhere else, it would make more sense, I suppose, to maybe make it into a zine or into a magazine or into a, into a book yeah. or online um, so that you're able to get that out there to people um, rather than holding a physical exhibition. Um, I don't know if that's something um, that, uh, you know, if you had those connections with galleries in different places, you might look at doing. Um, was it, you know, you said that you'd done one already, um, but mm -hmm. it maybe just and it was, feel it was that a community gallery. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't think they got a lot of viewers. Okay. So it was more down to yeah. the venue and the footfall and that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And then, um, 
and then the I haven't been to any shows in the longest time. The bigger galleries around here, which I don't have any connections with. <laughs> and there's a lot of marketing um, involved in in having connections with galleries. Uh, somebody talked, spoke with a, a gallery owner, spoke with one of our photo groups once. And I, I was like, well, I, I could be pursuing this and I'd spend all my time marketing and not not making prints. Mm. Um it's but a anyway, full-time job, isn't it? You know, just I literally think, getting that marketing. So um, a, a lot of the galleries here seem to show a lot of big color um, things. I, I was in an art fair a couple of years <clears throat> ago, and the, the director gave me some feedback, and, and she said, uh, well, you, you just have to hold the course and wait because silver gelatin's not popular right now. <laughs> so, um, but I not thinking about that anymore has really freed me up. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I think at the end, it was a good thing. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? It's like anything, I guess, that it goes in waves and cycles and trends and things. So like you're saying, you just have to hold the course because it's not popular at the minute. Obviously, yeah. you, there's going to be a point where you'll probably be absolutely inundated with like, this is exactly what we're after. And it has to happen right and, now. And, and, and you have to be if it's yeah. something you care about, it, yeah. it's something you need to be ready for. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. And my uh, my track record with having finished prints that are uh, ready to hang is not so good. <laughs> is this because you're very <laughs> self-critical? <laughs> um, it's partially because I, I don't like toning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I don't I don't like reproducing my mm -hmm. work. Um, okay. So I, the part that I find really interesting is, is starting with uh, the negative and then coming up with all the steps you need to get it to how you want it to look, mm -hmm. um, the burning and the dodging and the cropping and all that. And, and I'm really into that. And once it gets to that point where, okay, this looks good. I'm not interested in it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're done with that. That's yesterday's news. <laughs> I'm very bad at finishing things. So to, I, I knew somebody, I don't know how he did it. He, um, he was a dark printer and he took everything to completion to, to matting his photographs mm -hmm. and putting them in a, in a box um uh and I just can't I hate matting so much <laughs> so for, for so. the listeners who maybe haven't come across that before could you just talk us through what that is oh matting your work so preparing yeah. for exhibition um I I guess you don't have to necessarily tone my understanding is if, if for black and white if you selenium tone or some other um your work it is more archival. So uh, if you're going to be a stickler, like I can can be, uh, you, you tone it and it's very smelly and it's not fun. It's just not enjoyable. And, and then you wash it properly and then you have to flatten your paper because if you're printing fiber, it can get kind of wildly. Mm -hmm. And then once you've gotten it nice and flat, then I spot. Um, so anything I spot by hand and I'm really terrible at spotting. So I usually procrastinate on that too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so nervous. It looks better if I just leave it alone half the time. Um, and then, then I cut my mats myself. Uh, I mean, I guess you can have it done, but that's what gives you the nice white, white border. Um, there's archival mat board 
and um, some people will dry mount their prints, which I don't do. I use um, special archival tape to um, when I do hang um, to attach it to your backing board. And then you, you've cut your rectangle or your square out of your nice archival mat board. And it, it, and then you put it in your, whatever your black mat, black frame. And it, it looks so good. I'm so glad when I pushed myself to, mm. that's the only reason I do jury shows right now is because it makes me take something all the way to the end. Mm. And it looks so nice. A black and white print looks so beautiful when it's been properly um, hung. Yeah, absolutely. Do you so, do you tend to hang uh, a lot of your work in your house as well? Do you see it on a day to day basis, or are you like, no, that's it, I'm done. On to the next project. Uh, I hang what's been in a jury show. So when it comes okay. back, because they don't sell, mm. <laughs> it is it because you don't want? To? Yeah, you're like, nope, I'm not selling oh, no, that to my I, baby. <laughs> I, I uh, no, no. I mean, I I don't. It, it goes back to audience, mm -hmm. maybe. Um, I've sold one thing from a show and it was from uh, the person who bought it. Uh, I knew mm -hmm. it um, was a friend from photo group, but um, it's kind of, I mean, the dynamics of the juried shows are kind of interesting. Um, I've been to some where there's um, not many people at the reception. Even I've been to some that have really fun receptions, but um, very, I, I've seen very few things seem to sell. Mm. So <clears throat> It just Again, might be our area. So, down to so audience, Seattle, glass, yeah. glass blowing is what's really big here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was not uh, expecting that. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if you've heard of Dale Chihuly. But I haven't. He's I'm a sorry. famous glass blower from this area. He just is really, and he, that kind of art is what is popular in this right. area. It all sounds very interesting so. because I have never done a show and I have no idea what you're talking about. But oh, uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm just well, I'm good. Teasing. Um, it sounds very the... professional, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can spend a lot of money on entries and yeah. get a lot of rejections. Oh, okay. <laughs> so usually there's a call. Uh, and it might be themed or it might not be themed and it might be local or it might not be local. <clears throat> there was a, um, a place down in the Bay area that did an annual pinhole show for a biannual pinhole show for a while. And then you, you, you send your submission, which is a, a, a digital image of your work. And there's always a fee because part of the submission fees, I think help the galleries out. So I don't mm -hmm. mind that part. Um, and if you get accepted, you have to have it to their presentation standards. You either need to ship it there or um, you hand deliver it. And then at the end, and then they have the show, they have an opening. Um, the show goes for a month to two months. And then if it doesn't sell, it comes back. <laughs> Or you have to go pick it up. <laughs> Make it into a little trip instead. Be like, I'm off to pick up my pictures now. Yes, uh, I have also started sticking to local, uh, more local places because yeah. um, the shipping costs of sending things uh, that are framed mm. um, to other oh. states just gets much higher, much painful. higher. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so from this, you're thinking um, of looking at doing a, a zine, was it a book? Sorry, magazine. <laughs> Uh, I'm thinking a, a book. A yes. book, okay. So is that a photo so, book? Do you have your images ready to go with that? Would that be softback, hardback, coffee table? Or? I am so not that far along. Okay, 
you're just kind of have you got the idea for In fact, I'm content just, the only reason i'm talking about it is because i'm trying to make sure that i do it well exactly <laughs> this is what we're here for it's a, a supportive environment i'm glad that we can be here to help get you on the road towards that that book that'd be amazing so, no, um, so i've i've been proofing sorry where are you up to with that i have been um I'm kind of winding down on the shooting and I've been proofing and, and my goal is then I'm trying, because I can be a little too critical. I'm proofing anything that looks half halfway possible. And then I'm going to down select from there and make fiber prints and down select those. And then um, do some sort of um, either scanning or um, what's it called when you use a copy stand. Um, you know, digitally <laughs> photograph the prints. <laughs> oh, I see. Sorry, I wasn't entirely sure where we were going with that, but I gotcha. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> did I take a segue? <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. So, oh, okay. we were talking about uh, your um, your process of where you're up to with that at the minute. So, you finish shooting, right. and you're you're sort of like down selecting from the the I'm, big. I'm, print, I'm printing yeah. and down selecting. Yeah. So how many images did you start with? Oh, I think I'm up to 80 now, which is good oh. for me. Oh, wow. <clears throat> That's a lot for me. <clears throat> That's really cool. So um, have you set yourself a time scale on this or are you kind of a, it's when it's ready and I feel. When it's ready. Okay. Okay. Nice. So you'll have to keep us posted then. You'll have to I'll... keep us updated and let us know how you're getting on with that project. And you know, it, when it's ready is fine right so let's not put too it's much totally pressure. fine <laughs> it's totally fine exactly you know you're doing this presumably because you love doing it and you're enjoying doing it otherwise kind of what's the point in that right so yes just take your time over it and and you know get it ready when it's ready and it feels ready for you I guess and then yes. we'll be very happy to know when it's available to buy and we'll be able to push that out on the uh, on the airwaves on the podcast and let everybody know where they can go and see your beautiful work because if we can't physically get somewhere to see it then it's nice to be able to have it in a book isn't it so that'll be yeah nice. that is the nice thing about books forever <clears throat> And now that um, you said it out loud, you, you're committed. You have to uh, do it. <laughs> I, I, exactly. <laughs> so, how about yourself, Meta? Do you want to uh, um, tell us? So, a bit so no, no, I don't. I, I haven't. No, nothing. I've, I've done mm -hmm. nothing. I, I, I don't print. So maybe I should get started on that. Printing some of my own. Well, some of it is hanging in my house. I. Um, not what I, not my favorite, but s images that really, you know, bring emotion to me, memories. Mm -hmm. So I have printed those out in my, and they're hanging in my house. Um, maybe a zine, um, I'm looking into, um, collaborating with a few people on Twitter. Um, it, it, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people ask me if I would do it and I ne really never thought about it. I don't mm. Uh, maybe it's the time that I don't have uh, yeah. and that's why I think if I if I do something like it then I would I would need more time or it would be something more on my plate that I can't handle right now yeah yeah um, I it think like very, you yeah. I'm, I'm happy I'm the happiest just shooting so I think yeah. you know doing more than that would be for me a lot of work yeah 
And it does sound like it is a lot of work getting the exhibitions especially up and running. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's just not the, the right path for what you want to do in terms of well, how you want now. to share your images. Yeah, Right, yeah. at least not now. But I, I do often wonder where I want to go with my photography. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I it, it seems like, you know, you have to go somewhere or you have to do something. It would... It, or in a direction right now I'm just in, in limbo, I think just enjoying what I'm doing and um, not finding, you know, an end to it. I mean, a a goal Um, right now I'm just in it because I like it. I like to do it. It, 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 you know, it soothes me. It's relaxing. It's it's my hobby. It's my favorite thing to do after um, everything else. Um, I I don't, especially if it's your yeah if it's your hobby and if it's what you love to do to relax it's not necessarily something you also want to do when it starts to feel like work exactly exactly I think when I get to the point where oh my gosh I haven't submitted that um thing that I should or I, I tend to procrastinate um I um, still haven't finished an interview with for Emulsive, and ah. it, <laughs> <laughs> do you know actually it, it's, it's funny me because all I have to do the interview is done. All I have to do is send more photos. If you're listening, um, I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think just, we're all yeah, very so bad at this, it, it, and it's killing me because I know it's something that I have to do. It's not something mm. that you yeah. know. Um, I have a dead, I don't have a deadline, but in my mind I do. And so, you know, it, it, it's killing me. I think if I had a business, maybe it, it would be that way. I wouldn't find pleasure in doing it because I know I have a deadline or I know that I have to submit, you know, I can't find the right images or I don't know. It would make it a little harder for me. I think it's, it's funny that you were saying about, um, the uh the blog for emulsive because i noticed on um, on monica's that it says uh finally exclamation mark at the at the top <laughs> i think and put that in at the top of yours yeah, and um yeah. he did exactly the same with mine um because i took two years to get mine to um so um just to make you feel well, a little that gives bit me hope then <laughs> exactly so just to make you feel a little bit better i got in yeah. touch with them and said I love film and I sent him an email and was like right um I've come across your blog and I love what you're doing and I you know like to chat more about that and he said actually always having submissions from people we'd really like to find out a bit more about why you shoot film blah blah blah, etc so he sent over the questions and it took me for 18 months it sat on my to-do list um and then and then six months ago I finally started writing it and it took me six months literally to finish that by which point Emma added on more questions <laughs> so I then had the point of oh god I've got to answer three more questions before we can actually get this out and broke you know sort of like published um right. and then it was trying to find the images and, and I just thought oh god I found it so hard and it was it's a very difficult and it was very it's a very personal thing I think as well to to um go through all of that like why do I do what I do and you start you're questioning actually what's going on about what it is that you're doing and what your challenges have been and um I found it very difficult I think I was procrastinating because I wasn't comfortable trying to do that and trying to like come up with these fantastic you know sort of inspiring quotes and phrases and things and I just thought at the end actually I just need to write this and get it out there (laughs) and 
and a lot of that was because Em was so lovely and patient with me. Uh, I felt so guilty. It was a guilt in the end that got to me. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I did do it finally. But just to give you a little bit of hope, um, yeah, it took me two years. Yeah, eventually um, I, I, I will yeah, get it done. Yeah. But when? That, that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm glad that we have uh, we ha- have all had similar uh, experiences with that. Really, <laughs> 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 we're all quite bad at, at doing that. So um, uh, I realise that obviously uh, where where you guys are, we're coming up to about midday now, and it's getting towards or oh, coming up to about one o'clock, and it's about nine o'clock at night here. So um, I'm probably going to we'll start looking to wrap that up. But just before we finish up, I wondered if you could tell me a little bit about any favorite techniques that you've always wanted to try and maybe still haven't um this is a question from isabel who uh, obviously was on uh, the episode before so she was just asking about some techniques that you've maybe always um had your eye on that you think oh yes i would love to have a go at that but maybe you just haven't yet got round to doing and why maybe that that's been um monica perhaps you could take that one any thoughts oh that's hard mm-hmm. um I know you said that you like doing your toning. Have you ever looked at... No, I do- don't like toning. <laughs> Sorry, you don't like doing your toning. Have you ever done anything um, like the gum printing or salt printing or anything like that? No, I haven't done those. Um, I've I've just been sort of fixed on silver gelatin. You're still um, absolutely in love with it, aren't you? And you just I, like, yeah. I am. Uh, a, a couple of years ago, there's a... Um, there's an organization for the Pacific Northwest of alternative printing and <laughs> or alternative processes. I'm sorry. And I, I've only made it to one of their meetings. Um, I was really taken by the cyanotypes, uh, <laughs> a, a woman uh, who's locally does a lot of pre uh, coating of paper and fabric and various things. And I, I was really inspired after her presentation and I've done a handful. I buy pre-coated paper and I, I kind of wanted to do a few more. I find them very difficult oh, that's um, good. to so do them, to do photograms because oh, yeah. so much turns out blobby. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I have done some, so I, I have tried it. I don't know if this counts, um, but yeah. I want to do more. That mm. sounds great to me. And uh, Maite, anything from so you? So for me, for me, um, um, I'm I really like um, double exposures and multiple exposures. Oh. And yes, so <laughs> I have done very few, but I this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to concentrate on being better at them. Um, I I don't know. I I, I really w- really would like to do that and playing with color along with um, with my double and multiple exposures so that I don't know we can see um what how the color affects the other images I, I don't know I really mm. want to look into that and see what I can do because there's so many creative ways of doing it uh, yeah that's yeah. what I would like to do that sounds awesome and actually was there a response from Monica because uh, yes. I, I, <laughs> I heard a big gasp you know you're like oh, yes that's it yes she, at least somebody else remembered. Yeah, I do want to try more multiple exposures too, but not with color. Uh, and I want to do a multiple, I want to do a multiple pinhole camera where um, ah. 
it's a homemade. I want to do a multiple uh, homemade pinhole camera where there are multiple holes in it. Oh, um, so that reminds me. Tina's done that actually. Well, she's working on that. She <clears> was making one out of. An, oh, don't know if you've come across Tina Rose's work yet. Oh, we, I heard her on your podcast. Yeah. So um, she <clears> she um, was talking to us um, on the previous episode um, <clears> of the special episodes with women um, and film that she was saying that she's halfway through. Um, building her 90 hole uh, pinhole wow. camera or something oh, uh, cool. I, I could be wrong on the numbers but it was there were a lot uh, a that's lot. amazing I know so she's oh. making it out of an old um, like printing press um, tray wow. I believe and like making each mm. of them into a pinhole camera itself so that she'll have these multiple huh. isn't that amazing so yeah I love that idea as well and it's definitely something I'd have a go at I think. is she talking yes. about that on a blog or um I know that she is looking at taking over um a blog and that that's going to be an ongoing thing so oh, okay. she said from sort of the end of February I think she'll be taking that over and that um, it would be passed on to somebody else each month or every couple of months or something so I'm sure at some point she will she will be talking about that on there as well so oh, I hope um, so keep I like to see that, that. Nice. Sounds amazing, doesn't it? Um, so yeah, lovely. And uh sounds like double exposures is the way to go. Have you got your Holger there, somebody in the background? <laughs> I can hear classroom you're around. <laughs> Are you just loading up a film ready to shoot with now? Yes? Excellent. Um, have we got a couple of last shout-outs before we go, maybe? <clears throat> Monica, anything from yourself? Yeah, I have two. Um, both on Twitter. Um, one is uh in Casino Out, Rachel Bream. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, she shares so much um, and she does beautiful, wonderful, creative uh, ektar in her uh, shots in her yashika and she's what inspired me to try out ektar after I had a really bad uh, experience experiences with getting portrait to not work for me <laughs> and then my other is Ellen, um, the feel of film Mm-hmm. And she also does darkroom printing and she does really wonderful portraits and she's very engaged. I love the stuff that she'd been doing. And I saw that fabulous photo of her, her daughter in the dark room. I think she was oh, yes. uh, did it, doing her first print. And I, oh, yes. gosh, honestly, my heart was like, oh, oh. yeah, that, that photo. Honestly, I was almost like weeping with that. I was just like, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, very, very cool. Thank you. They're two great shout outs. And um, Maite, anything so, from yourself? So, so for me, um, my friend Kirsten McKee at Kirsten McKee, um, we were talking about the 365 and I, I remembered now that she had done a um, 365 project shooting every day with a Leica M6. Mm-hmm. And um, it's 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 beautiful. If you ever it, if you scroll down her Twitter feed, you will find it. If you ever, it, it's beautiful. Um, her photography is beautiful. Um, and then I would really like to see more of Denise, um, my blue face at my blue face's work, mm-hmm. uh, because it, it, she she I love her work when she was part of the FP4. Uh, she's been part of the FP4 parties, um, so I really would like to see more of her work, um, and I hope she shares more in the future. Mm. So, mm. yeah, those are my two shout-outs. Thank you so much, ladies. And um, just before we go, you mentioned the FP4 party. Obviously, there's also the printing party that I know that Monica, yes, I think, do you want party. to tell us very quickly about that? Um, that's also something that's come up uh, recently, isn't it? 
yes. Uh, well, it's 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 funny because every time there's a, a black and white film party, um, even my husband has started teasing me. He's like, "Well, when's Print Week?" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Develop Week, but there's no Print Week. Um, <laughs> I so was I thinking think about that... summer printing party, and then this came up, and I thought, "Fantastic!" It's oh, happening. I hope you join. Please join. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we're and um, uh, yeah, I I put something out on Twitter, and I was worried I wasn't going to follow through because uh, enthusiasm always overtakes time. Um, but um, Printer Attic uh, hopped on the idea too. So I have a partner in crime. Uh, and we're just trying to get, even if it's uh, somebody's first contact print, um, mm-hmm. just to try printing. It's a month long because uh, it's, we know, we realize it's hard to get in the dark room. It's a lot harder than shooting to find that time. And, um, you know, cyanotypes will go, um, other kinds, yes. uh, <laughs> uh, what, you know, any sort of version of contact printing, the, the idea is that it's a light sensitive, um, thing. Yeah. Uh, and you can do, if it's your first contact print, that's fine. Uh, if you want to do a print from start to finish and the idea is that you share your behind the scenes, in, of your printing experience, um, just to kind of spread the love um, and show what pe- show people what it's about, and then for sharing, we want people to to not scan, um, but to sort of take a picture of the finished product so that you can mm. see that it is a print, an actual or, print, yeah, or a print actually, nice. or whatever. Yeah, that sounds oh, nice. I love that. That's fabulous. I, do you know, I think one of my f- um, most fun memories of making a contact um, uh, sheet was um, I was in a, an old dis- disused sort of barn up in the Lake District, and I was like, right, okay, I need to be able to make some photographs right now. This has just got to happen. And um, so I got <laughs> I got somebody else who's there with me to stand by the by the <laughs> by the light switch and have my. <laughs> my photographic paper and I have my my paper negative and I was like right okay when I get when they give you the countdown you switch it on and you switch it off and they did and it worked <laughs> and, and, and you don't need an enlarger um, no it was literally always, the light people yeah. always think the enlarger is the the price to entry Ooh. um or the or the gate uh and and so I just wanted to see if you could use a phone flashlight to, yeah. to to and you can the torch. <laughs> it yeah. only took me two tries yeah right exactly. and you just toggle it on and off so uh, oh and it's in march i, I don't okay. know if i said that you didn't very know that, but that's very important so you start at the beginning of march first of march yeah. and finish yeah. at the end is that right yeah well okay. it, i mean it's flexible you okay. just need to be doing it sometime during march <clears throat> huh. no give us some headlines <laughs> <laughs> and 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 our handle is um uh, print. Uh, we had to spell party with an e h instead of a y, because apparently okay. print party with a y was taken. Oh, so was oh. it parte? Kind of print parte. Yes. Parte. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, I was just having a very quick coughing fit then, so uh, I pressed the mute button in case you wonder where I disappeared to. Anyway, I'm back um, and just in time for us to to wrap up and say thank you so much to both of my lovely guests and co-hosts today. Um, before we go, maybe you could just give us a quick um, uh, sort of rundown of where people might be able to find you and your work online. Uh, Monica, do you want to go first? Okay, I'm um, my my Twitter handle is uh, at Dr. Mars Rover, and um, I'm on Flickr. Oh dear. 
my Flickr is uh, analog photographer, all one word. <clears throat> and um, any of your and projects online at the minute or, or not at the moment? It's kind of a smattering. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you, ha you have you have something in progress don't you i think you have a domain name that you're going to be looking at oh yeah. <laughs> yes i have a domain name uh called the smell of fixer but i love that yet it's so good though it's such a good name i was what a great name i was exactly i was determined you were going to tell us the name of it at least. Oh, <laughs> i i really wanted to um make sure that uh it was related to to the dark room and so that was my motivation it's a great <laughs> name great name um and we're working and currently on a name for this uh, particular kind of special episode of the podcast as well aren't we so um at the moment mm. i'm calling you guys my shutter sisters um i like uh, that that's a great know, one too and and um hopeful that we'll come up with a uh, a permanent name at some point very soon um so maite do you want to just give so us so for your me yeah, I'm on Twitter at Maite Pons. That's M-A-I-T-E-P-O-N-S. And then um, so on Instagram, Maite Pons with an underscore M-A-I-T-E underscore P-O-N-S. And if you want to find um, some more of my digital photography, I'm um, I, my webpage is PonsPhotography.com. And that's mm -hmm. about it. That's lovely. Thank you again so much for today. It's been Thank absolutely you. wonderful. Thank you. Chat. It's been an Thank honor you for to having me. <laughs> it's, it's been great. I, been I can't soon. believe this happened. It's you, awesome. did it. you did it. <laughs> you did it. Woo. Well done. High fives around. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, you guys go and enjoy the rest of your weekend. And Thank um, you. We look you forward too, to. Thank you very much. We look forward to doing another episode at some point soon. And hopefully, <clears> ladies, you might be able to send me some questions for our next guests and co-hosts. That'd be great. Yes, that would okay. be great. Okay, and, uh, bye, ladies. That's it. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay, take care. Bye. 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 I wrote into one of the um, photo, uh, photographic magazines <clears throat> um, because they'd done a film, uh, like a, they'd done a feature on film photography. It was obviously, you know, predominantly a, a digital magazine now. Um, and they'd done a feature, like eight pages or 10 pages or something. And I was like, oh, wonderful. Woo. Um, loads of inspiration. I'm really looking forward to reading it. I read through, there was not a single woman mentioned. And I was like, this is a 10-page feature. Are you kidding me? And I know yeah. it's still very, you know, it's still niche. Yeah, okay, film's still quite niche. But come on, it was just lazy. And I was like, it's really not that hard to find, good, you know, to find female I, you photographers. You know, it's, there was, um, I think when, so you get, when you get used to surrounding yourself with people who are like yourself, you probably mm -hmm. don't notice. Um, mm -hmm. I'm yeah. guessing it's subconscious becomes Maybe. an echo chamber yes yes exactly. <laughs> so I wrote in and I said just thought I'd you know raise the point it wasn't like yeah see it was just like oh I was so really pleased to see that I loved reading it um so right. so happy that you did it that you did it um I noticed there were there weren't really any men mention of 
female photographers um i i am a woman working in analog photography and um i love doing this it would be really nice maybe in a future episode you know in a future edition you could uh, you could mention somebody you know a female photographer perhaps um it would be good to to find out a bit more about somebody else who's doing stuff mm-hmm. um, and they responded to that basically saying um that it was my fault <laughs> and i was like oh well oh. thanks you know it that was, was your yeah. fault yeah wow my fault because uh female photographers don't send in their work oh i hate that excuse i know what the <laughs> i'm sorry but i was so pissed I was um but that was like the 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 <laughs> was it the nikon thing yeah. a couple months ago nikon a- oh yeah Asia, i remember right that. and they're like well, i remember that you know they weren't available i'm like yeah. look yeah i bet you didn't give them enough time <laughs> yeah. oh, or you didn't ask or you just yeah, weren't paying attention. <laughs> like all I wanted as that response was, "Oh, thank you so much for bringing that up." As in, you know, yeah, or my bad. You know, we should have done that, yeah. and yeah. we'll make sure we're on it for the next edition or whatever. Or next yeah. time we well, look at never it, gonna, they're never going. They're never going to admit it. No, so. but I was just like, it was just so defensive and so lazy, and I was like, Jesus Christ, serious. Sorry if I'm offending anybody with my. No, no you're not offending at all. Um, um, yeah, just I was so annoyed about that, and I thought, <laughs> sod that. So, yeah, so anyway. Yeah, do you women think you need to be louder to be noticed? Yeah. Because <clears throat> as a, I work in a male-dominated field, too. Yeah. And it yeah. just seems like you need to, you need to be louder <laughs> than the guys have to be. Yeah. And it's such a shame. And, do you know, I th- there's been loads of studies and things. And who, who knows, statistics, blah, 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 all of that. But um, it's been about the idea of how often women speak and for how long and how many words they say and the perception of men versus perception of women and when uh, women are speaking how much longer yeah. men think they're speaking for before they cut in <laughs> when actually it's it's like the complete opposite so, it's like yeah. 70 30 ratio and they think it's the other way around <laughs> i can i can totally believe that it's very very weird it's like seriously yeah so anyway so um it is great because it i wouldn't be doing this unless the chaps had said you need to do this and i knew deep down and- that I should and that we all should do this and take up the mantle a little bit but um but it's confidence isn't it and it's it's scary to do stuff like this and put well, yourself out I- You know, I think some of the behaviors that we are taught more as women is to um, not promote ourselves as much, too. So, so it can be seen as being bossy or aggressive or, you know, in in a way it can have those negative connotations if you put yourself forward. It's like, oh, well, you think you're something or whatever, you know, rather than. But if a a guy, uh, you know, says, my stuff is great, uh, you know, people go with it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. And I I also think that that um, at least the men in our community and in in our photographic community, I think they're they're also a little curious. So I think that, um, you know, maybe they 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 just want to see if it's different for us or, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think they are curious. They're. You know, we we do need to to speak louder or but I I think on the other if you look at the other perspective, I think they're curious. I so it'll be it'll be great to hear what they think think of our (laughs) 
Well, of I our think the context because of, context is important because I yeah. I think the Twitter community seems to be different a little bit than yes um, yes it is real life. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, uh, from my personal experience so far with within the analog photography community and obviously with um, men and women in that, uh, men have always been really supportive. They've always they have mm-hmm. all been like very much like this is really cool. It's it's nice kind of like supportive confidence building comments mm-hmm. and things like that which is great to see um and i'm really pleased about that so so far like i say um it's all been been really good and i just think um i'm talking about like on a wider scale that's yes you know something that's a different that's a different yes, thing i isn't agree it? you know yeah yeah i think context context is where it's yeah. uh, different yeah absolutely so um so yeah so i mean obviously we've just been recording all of this if any of these little bits um uh what 